0: Hello and welcome to this week Reorg Europe podcast. My name is Luca Rossi and I'm the co-deputy editor of Reorg Europe. Today I'm joined by legal analyst Shan Kureshi, who will be updating us on PITS Express, and Aurelia Seindlhofer, who will explain some potential liquidity constraints for the plant and flower business
1: Dumen Orange.
0: So Sean, what's the background on PITS Express? What does its capital structure look like?
1: Thanks, Luca. So Pizza Express has enjoyed over 50 years of successful trading since it was founded in the 1960s. In 2014, Honey Capital, a Chinese private equity firm, acquired the restaurant for around £900 million. Now, the acquisition was in part funded by two notes issuances. Since 2014, the group has expanded out of the UK and now has around 100 stores abroad, including a significant number in China. Historically, the UK stores have performed better than the overseas restaurants. The group's two notes issuances comprise a set of £200 million junior notes, which pay 8.6%, and £465 million in senior notes, which pay 6.6%. The junior notes are currently trading at around 26 and uh, mature in 2022, and the senior notes mature earlier in 2021. Those are trading at around 90. This means the group's gross leverage is around 8 turns. Now the group also has a small RCF of around 20 million pounds which also mature, which matures in like 2020. The group has been burdened with a huge interest expense and whilst it is still servicing its interest, the cost is a major drag on the group's cash flow. Okay,
0: so why is this so relevant and topical now? What has happened recently?
1: Well, the name has been talked about for at least the last 6 months with investors speculating about what the group can do to tackle its high leverage. However, last week, sponsor Honey launched a tender offer to buy up to 80 million pounds in face value of the junior notes, and this was at a price of between 20p and 40p in the pound. The offer also revealed that the Chinese investor already owned around 23 million pounds of the junior notes. So, Pizza Express, the company, has hired Kirkland and Ellis and Julian Loki to represent it, and Paul Hastings has announced that it represents a 25% minority of non-Honey bondholders in the junior notes. A group of 70% of the senior note, hold, note holders, including Carval, Cyrus, HIG Bayside and Monarch, have hired Latham-Watkins and Perella-Weinberg partners to represent them. So it appears that the key parties are getting ready to negotiate a restructuring in the near future, although no formal discussions have taken place yet and the company has not yet asked for any new money for its, from its bondholders. So what do you think uh, Honey Strategies
0: is here with the tender offer and what are the noteholder groups looking to achieve?
1: Well, it's it's hard to tell exactly. The tender offer gives a lot of control to Honey, which appears to be able to amend it, revoke it or remove it at its own discretion. Now, if Honey is successful in buying up 80 million pounds of the junior notes, that will take its holdings in the junior notes issuance to over 50%. Further, it would have picked up the notes at quite a cheap price, and they are still paying a high yield. Now, obviously, building up a stake in the junior notes strengthens Honey's negotiation power in any restructuring. However, it is worth noting that the junior notes are likely to be underwater in a liquidation valuation. But that does mean that they may be, therefore, lined up to receive equity in the company in certain restructuring scenarios. As for the junior noteholder group, which Paul Hasting represents, that's the 25% non-Honey noteholders, the 25% number is relevant for any possible scheme of arrangement, which could be implemented, because a scheme requires the consent of 75% of credits in a class, therefore 25% gives you a blocking state. So on the other hand, those 25% working together as a collective group against Honey, is likely to provide them with a better outcome for for the note holders if they wanted to negotiate a higher sale price for their notes or get a generally better outcome in a restructuring. The larger group of 70% of the senior note holders have significantly more power than the junior group. If the company does tip into bankruptcy, they have the benefit of security. The senior note holders have been reported to be willing to provide more money to the group, but at this stage, it's unclear how that money would be provided. Okay, that's interesting. So... How do you think this
0: could play out? I mean, is the group definitely heading towards a restructuring? And if so, when?
1: Well, the biggest issue facing the group at the moment is the impending August 2021 maturity of the £465 million senior notes. If those notes are not refinanced, the group will go into insolvency. And so with this in mind, it looks like there will be a restructuring of some sort in the next six months. Now, what is harder to predict is what that restructuring will look like. Honey clearly does not want to give up its shareholding in the group, and it does not want that shareholding diluted by any equitization of the junior notes. By offering to buy up junior notes, it could be attempting to resist this. The senior note holders may be well willing to swallow an amend and extend, or to allow their notes to be traded for pick notes for the later maturity, but this will obviously need to be done hand in hand with an amendment or equitization of the junior notes. In any event... The implementation of a restructuring to the extent that it is non-consensual will probably be implemented by way of an English law scheme arrangement. So schemes of arrangement uh, require the consent of at least 75% in each class of creditors to pass and they can be used to amend terms, amount and tenure of notes. So if a group does approach a scheme of arrangement, class composition and blocking groups of over 25% will be key. Okay, thanks
0: Sean. Aurelia, let's look at some leverage loans now. Some investors have flagged tightening liquidity at Duman Orange. Can you tell us a bit more about the business?
2: Hi Luca. Yes, sure. Uh, Duman Orange is a Dutch plant and flower business. The company develops flower varieties for which it sometimes owns the intellectual property. It also produces cuttings, which are supplied to growers globally. There are a lot of smaller companies in this business, and with Durman Orange being one of the largest, it's hard for analysts to find comps. So what
0: are the problems of the group at the moment?
2: Well, so the company's 235 million term loan B has been quoted in the high sixties recently. The company has had problems with infected cuttings on several occasions over the past few months, and competition has also negatively impacted results. The company's reported EBITDA was about 45.5 million for the group's financial year, which ends in September, compared with 50 million a year earlier. And the company's leverage is, in the view of most analysts, very high at almost 10 times. So the company has made a number of acquisitions after the sponsor BC Partners acquired a majority stake in the business in 2015. And some investors say some of the integrations did not go as smoothly as was hoped for. And some synergies were or sometimes are slow to come through. Our understanding is that the company and its sponsor differ on this point, though. Another issue analysts have highlighted about this company is that reporting included a lot of adjustments and one off impacts on the EBITDA and some of which analysts say are more of a regular impact, like the issue of the infected cuttings I mentioned earlier. Recently, though, um, analysts have told us that this has improved, which is good, of course.
0: So and that's interesting. Why does the company face uh, tightening liquidity at the moment?
2: Well, so the business working capital is affected by seasonality because it's a flower business. And this means that Dürmen will need to spend some money preparing for the main season, which is January, February and March. However, the company's liquidity is somewhat constrained by a springing leverage covenant set at 7.3 times. And uh, this comes into effect when the RCF is drawn at 35%. Now, the RCF is not drawn to this extent at the moment, but um, as we said, if the company needs more money, then, you know, they, they might um, be in breach of this covenant.
0: So what does the company and uh, its lenders want to do to solve the problem?
2: Uh, at this point, we actually don't know what the liquidity situation is exactly like and the lenders are waiting for a meeting at the end of the month uh, to get a bit more information on that. Um, so if the company's working capital needs require additional liquidity, some people looking at the situation have suggested uh, PC Partners, the sponsor, could provide an equity injection or perhaps the company could uh, secure a covenant holiday.
0: Okay, let's see what happens. Thanks, Aurelia, and thanks everyone for listening to our podcast we will be back in two weeks time
1: ciao